everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm Michael Moray. And this week we are joined by a guest, uh, returning for her third time mm-hmm. on the show now. Uh, Missy Lonsinger's here. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> the, the latest, <laughs> the latest Disney right. musical, Cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not true. Um, and, uh, no, it's The Lion King, which is a live action with an asterisk, photorealistic uh, remake of the original film, The Lion King, which is a remake of Hamlet. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> based on the novel Push by Sapphire. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a movie that happened in front of us, directed by John Favreau, the latest in a long line, the third Disney remake this year. Is it really? Yeah, Dumbo, no. Aladdin, oh, and yeah. Lion King. Okay. Yep. Two thirds of those kind of make sense. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about that, and uh, I don't want to, so. <laughs> We're going to play around a cinephile first. Nice. Um, I have a bunch of cards that um, Jeremy sent me. Um, and so we will take turns starting. And uh, the way it works is I will name an actor. And on the card is a movie that that actor was in. And then that will be... Uh, I guess we'll go clockwise. So then Missy... You'll name another actor in that movie, mm. and then Mike, you'll have to name another movie with that actor in. Cool. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll go around until somebody gets to three points. Nice. Okay? Yeah. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to start with Jamie Foxx in Collateral. So I have to name someone else in Collateral. Mm-hmm. Movie that I've definitely seen. <laughs> I have no idea. That was a very short round. I've never seen it. I don't oh, know. Okay. Idea. Mike? Oh, uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. There you go. Uh, uh, Oblivion. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna go to Mike. Oh. You're out of the okay, round. Good, now. Thank okay, good. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you can't, uh, if you can't name it, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Olga Kurienko. Okay. Shut up. Yeah. How do you yeah. know? She is. Oh, which one is she in? Is she in Quantum of Solace? Should I get my phone uh, out Should I tell check? you? I mean, do you, is that your final answer? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now I have to go and respond with the actor from Quantum Solace. Yes. Okay. Gemma Arterton, or whatever her name okay. is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what other movies? She's in so many movies. I mean, she's I was going to say Judy Dench, and then you can have your cat's answer. Yes. <laughs> But okay. Uh, Gemma Archerton. Something British. (laughs) (laughs) That counts, totally. She's like a female character actor. Like, she's in so many things. I got nothing. Yeah, so does that mean I win or I have to name it? No, no, no. You you win. But if you do want to name. She's in Clash of the Titans. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'm sure if I saw her face, I'd know. But. So then I will pass it. We'll take turns starting each round. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's actually 
There's two on each one, so if you want to just swipe until you find one you like, okay. you don't have to use the one that's there. I don't know if you can read that. Oh, I can. Um, sure. Javier Bardem, No Country for Old Men. Mike. Okay. <laughs> Since we're on the uh, Bond movie kick, um, I will say Skyfall. Okay. Uh, I already hate whatever you're going to say. Is Ben Wishaw in that movie? Yes. He's cute, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He was in Richard the Third, all oh. Crown series. F you, theater people. Crap. Well, I can't <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was that a theatrically released? No, no, it was a film. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm out. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that's one for Missy. Yes. I, mean, I was going to start naming pasty white British actors. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I want to say Jeremy Irons was in that as well, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Who also should have been in the movie that we watched? Yep. Um. <laughs> the only use I've gotten out of my theater major in my entire life, <laughs> winning that round of this game. Well, okay, so I have to pick something that like, I feel like I can actually win. So, um... <laughs> okay. Kira Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Uh... That's not Colin Firth. Um... <laughs> that's the name of my new podcast. That's not Colin Firth. And you say it that way, though? Yep. <laughs> That's the theme song. <laughs> I came up with the theme song, then I came up with the podcast, and now I need to know what the podcast premise is. Jim Carrey, that's not Colin. <laughs> it's a six-second podcast. <laughs> Just name actors that aren't Colin. It. It's daily. It's like the musical intro would be longer than the show every single time. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that guy's name. It's not Nicholas Holt. I know that. Missy. So I'm naming an actor from Pride and Prejudice? The Kira Knightley one. Okay. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who played her father. Okay. Okay. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nice. That's for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yes. That's two for my... I have no idea what else, who else is in that movie. You. <laughs> <laughs> Please name an actor that's not Colin Firth. <laughs> Um, Names and actors that aren't Colin Firth. <clears throat> You're a real Colin Firth fan. <laughs> oh, some of these are mean. Yeah, we'll do Jessica Chastain in Crimson Peak. Oh, um, Tom Hiddleston, right? Mm-hmm. I just can't think of anything he's Gee, been in. I wonder. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> go on so long. Um. <laughs> Quit trying to think of like random background actor number I five. can't. I can't remember which community people are in that one. Uh, um, I don't know what to say. Oh, no, I can't think community. You did Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure, man. Um, uh, Kobe Smulders. Uh, another film that she was in. She was in the seminal classic Delivery Man, which is a film that she was in. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> no. What was the one where he was the boy on the bike and delivering stuff? Uh, uh, Second- delivery service? No, 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 no. It was, uh, <laughs> Premium Rush is the That's name of that Yeah, movie. okay. No, Delivery Man is Vince Vaughn. It is Vince Vaughn. I don't know 
That's the one where he's like, he was a sperm donor for money. And then he meets all the kids. Yeah. Then he meets all the kids that were made with his donations. Oh, I did not know this movie existed. Yep. That's not a bad thing. Your life's probably worse now because you know that. Probably. Okay. So Vince Vaughn is your Uh answer. Yep. Um, Swingers. Okay. John Favreau. Uh, Rudy. Uh, Sean Astin. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh, okay. Um, Christopher Lee. Ooh. Um, I don't think bad Christopher Lee. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. <laughs> Horrible remake. <laughs> um, oh, I wish I knew what the name of that lady with the weird eyebrows is. She's in a bunch of stuff. I don't know her name, though. The main actress? The, she was, uh, she's one of the moms. I think she's Violet's mom. John oh, Depp. I know who, oh, I know her name. It's, uh, it's not Melanie Linsky. It's Melissa, it's an M name. I know that. Anyway, yeah, Johnny Depp. That's the only other one I got from yeah. that movie. The, the uh, weird woman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> her name's Missy Pyle, by the way. Missy Pyle! Yep. Uh, I was like, I know her name because of reasons. Um, Johnny Depp, man. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Winona Ryder? Okay. okay. Um, can I say Stranger Things? No, it's <laughs> Um, oh my god, why am I only thinking of Stranger Things right now? Uh, you might win because my mind's blanking right now. In which case, I hate you. She wasn't in Heathers, was she? Uh, I think she was. Now I need to check. If so, that's my answer. If, if so, you might not, win. I definitely didn't say that. I said something else that she's in. This is good. This gives me time to think. Yes. Yes! I'm trying to remember the guy's name. <clears throat> That's not Rob Lowe, is it? Um, I no, I think you're thinking of someone else. It's Missy Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Missy, Missy's on the board with yes. her second one. Come on, MJ, get it together, man. Who is in that? Is Christian Slater in that? Yeah. yeah. Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Okay. There's, that's the beginning of the roll. You can tell okay. as much as you need. So I'm at zero, wow. and you guys are tied at two. Ooh, okay. Colin Farrell and the Lobster. Not Colin Firth, by the way. <laughs> Not Colin Firth. <laughs> okay, so I have to name a movie that... You have to name someone else in the Lobster. In the Lobster? Oh, okay. Isn't it, isn't it Rachel Weisz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I'll go with that. Okay. I get Weisz and... McAdams mixed up all the time. What? Which one of these doesn't have a time traveler? Uh... (laughs) 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 She in the mummy? Is she? Yeah. Okay. The mummy. Nice. Um... Trying to think of some... No, I honestly don't know any other actor's names that besides Brennan Fraser. Okay. Um... Encino Man. Ooh. Uh... (laughs) Polly Shore. God, I hate you. Uh, no, he was in a film called Who Killed Polly Shore. <laughs> he sure was. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a fake documentary because he just like disappeared from the face of the earth when he was like really popular. And oh, uh, dang it! Oh, I could have said Goofy Movie and gone easy on you, but I didn't. So sorry. I'm out. All his famous friends were in that movie too. Like, I mean, well, okay, hold on. Are we including documentaries? It's a mockumentary. Okay, all right, all right. Because he's not actually dead. 
So the True. the premise is that he is dead. Okay. But he and he has been killed. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, you better win this. I don't know that I could have named anybody from the Goofy movie either, though. To be honest, Goofy. That's that's not count. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, MJ. Come on. Is it? It's in the title, <laughs> Bigfoot. Also, not calling for it. Bigfoot's in it. Yes. What's, What's the movie? Who's stalling? Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> go all day. Is oh, Mike, you might need to do a verification okay. on this. Yeah, is Robin Williams in that movie? Ooh, he might be. Okay, because his mom Mitzi owned the comedy store. You know, typing in Robin Williams, who killed, is is not a good way well, to start off. Sure, <laughs> probably not. What up, NSA? What did you... You could have said anyone, and I probably would have been like, yeah, man, totally. There's so many famous people in that movie. I, yeah, I'm probably sure it's the only one I could think of. I remember watching it at a young age, for some reason. Oh, uh, man, okay. It's not looking like he was in it based off of my search, but I need to keep on going. Hold up. The NSA is trying to keep you from winning because they heard that crack you made. Well, thanks a lot, Snowden. What was it all for? <laughs> for me to win. Small victories. Is that, is that a relevant 2019 reference? Maybe. Do we still care about Edward Snowden? Yeah, I think he had something happen. Oh, wait, no, it's Julian Assange. I don't even know what's happening with yeah. Edward Snowden. Yeah, is Why he do I make still in Russia? Just Maybe. hanging out. Riding shirtless on the back of bears. <laughs> <laughs> Spice! <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't see. It doesn't look like it. It's not on IMDb? Are you sweating yet, MJ? You're about to lose. Um, it uh, does not look like it. Boo! Alright, Missy wins. Yay! Sorry. Boo. Who else is in that movie? That's rude. I have no idea. <laughs> There's 150 credited roles, so... You couldn't name one. I could have named basically anyone but Robin Williams and Ben Wright. <laughs> I mean, is Brendan Fraser in it? Yeah, yeah, but you can't use an actor who's already been named. Oh, duh. What's the name of the movie? Who killed Polly Shore? Uh, it's uh, Polly Shore is dead. Oh, Polly that's Shore it. is dead. That's so, what I said. So, that's not wait, what I said. Wait, 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 I what? think uh, I think that round is not or that game was no! not five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think you knew yeah, what no. I was talking about, though. Rico, I did know what you were talking about, and uh-huh. I didn't think that was the name of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not fair. Uh, I I think two redo one. Yeah, we got to do a redo that's on this. Is a democracy? Not fair. Is it? Is it? That is bullshit. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> Oh god, alright. Um, That's the reason why I was having a hard time finding it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this isn't the title of the movie. Uh, or do we want to start from Polly Shore? Oh god. <laughs> I don't know who else is in this, but you might know. So Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Okay. Um, oh wait, I do know who else is in this. I also know who else is in that. I don't, so go ahead. Uh, I'll go with Kyle McLaughlin. Damn McLean. it. Kyle McClane. What's his... The dude from Twin Peaks. Twin well, Peaks. If, if we're going to go and, like, not count Missy's What's his name? Answer. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern's in it. Oh, man. Uh, favorite Laura Dern role ever would have to be Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. 
almost made it through it. Almost. Oh god. I'm out still. So Isabella Rossellini. That's who I was thinking of. You didn't say her because I don't know that I could have found another film. Wait, can you check if Laura Dern's in Blue Velvet then? Because I might have confused her with Isabella Rossellini. I think she is. I think she is too. If you had said the guy from Twin Peaks, I would have said the Flintstones movie. Oh yeah, he's the villain in the extent of my filmography. I would have gone, if I, if it would have come to me, if Mike would have named him, it would have been The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Oh. How was that? Not good. <laughs> but there's a weird Jack Black baby puppet. That doesn't make it better. Isabella Rosalini was in Blue Velvet, as was Lord Durham. There you okay. go. There you go. Cool. So Star Wars. Okay. So Star Wars Last Jedi. Oh, yes. it's to me. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Prince Harry. No. Um, <laughs> that's stupid. Um, <laughs> A weird boob creature with the green milk. <laughs> now featured at Disneyland. Uh, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, sure. <laughs> John Boyega. Um, <laughs> Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. A <laughs> <laughs> movie that's not out yet. What? Why? Because it's not out yet. When was that? What if the earthquake said? murders us all? What earthquake? When was that? The big one. <laughs> Is that really in the rule? That's usually that's the rule. That's kind of in the rule. <sighs> yeah. Alright. I I know I've seen him in things. I, yeah, I can't think of anything right now. I can only think of Attack the Block. That's basically all I can think of, too. Okay. Well, cool. and uh, Pacific Rim, too. Oh, oh yes. Pacific yeah. Rim yeah. Uprising. That's right. <clears throat> All right, and so, on the board. Okay, after <laughs> after taking Missy's win away from her, yeah, That's so mean. <laughs> All right, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Pain and Gain. Okay, uh, Anthony Mackie. Um. Oh. Oh, he was just in Black Mirror. I didn't care for it, but that's not the movie. Um, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Avengers and Two. Name an actor. I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I was just thinking that again. Um, let's see. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, Under the Skin. I hate you. Oh, That's nice. not a real film. She was an alien. Scarlett Johansson is everything and everywhere, and she's trees and also Asian people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those tweets? Yeah, yeah. She said actors can play anything, and so yeah. people are like, she's trees. She's everywhere. So that's my contribution since I just bombed out. Um, Shut up, MJ. Man. I don't think there's any other recognizable actor in that movie. I think you're right, because I have no I, idea. It's like a bunch of like, German guys and randos. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they actually got like random people off yeah. the street to do that. Yeah. So I guess you win. That Yay! Yeah, tied okay. it to you. Are we all tied it to? Yeah, yeah, this is it. Well, I mean, fake so tied because I've already way more won. exciting. We no no no. We made this way more exciting. Okay, alright. Um You're still jackasses and I hate you. Okay, we'll do Jim Carrey in Eternal <laughs> Sunshine. Um, Elijah Wood. The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. Uh, John Reese Davies. Ooh. All right. You ready for his best role ever, which was in The Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement as the conniving uncle <laughs> of her betrothed. Jeez. 
Man, get off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Julie Affianced. Andrews. Okay, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> she, no, she was not an Aquaman. She's 100%. She plays a racist octopus. Oh, no. I didn't yeah. see Aquaman. Yeah, fun uh, fact. Aquaman and Mary Poppins Returns opened on the same day. Yes. And if I would have showed you those two movies and said, which one of these can you see Julie Andrews in this oh, weekend? No. 100% of the time, you would have been wrong. Oh, God. Um, so, Aquaman. Uh, Jason Momoa. <clears throat> uh, Justice League. Okay. Uh, Gal Gadot. Um... <clears throat> Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, Henry Cavill. Okay. Just keep uh, this going for a while. The Count of Monte Cristo. Ooh. Um, oh my gosh. Jim Caviezel. Oh, I think you just handed Mike the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Passion of Christ. Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson's hand is in it. That no, is true. No. That's true. No, he's no, a guard. He he's a guard. It's not not no. a character. Not he cameoed. He cameoed. No, wrong. <laughs> this is totally my win. Wait, Don't take it from me. There is another famous actor. There is another famous actor. Oh, but it's, actor. oh, oh, oh! It's uh, no, no, no. Monica Bellucci's yep. in it. Damn it. <clears throat> uh, Matrix Reloaded. <clears throat> uh, Keanu. Okay. <laughs> um. Say my favorite role ever of his. He's recent. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> so good. Oh, thanks, thanks, Sam. Shout out to the Kian You Believe It podcast. Oh, he's in a no. movie called Exposed. Oh no. I, I don't. Know. Colin Firth. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Colin Firth. No, I win. <laughs> Let me just ask you this. Were there any other famous people in that movie? There is, yes, I think. We should be able to flip it back. Like, if we can't name it, you have to. So you can't, like, <laughs> yeah. totally torpedo right? somebody. <laughs> um, I don't remember her name, but she is, like, she is actually... Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, then I throw in the towel. Okay. Mm. Anna de Armas is her name. Oh. I don't know who that is. From Blade Runner 20... Yep. Oh. 40 yep. She's going to be in something else, too. Like, something... Yeah, Bond. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Be a Bond girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Did you just oh, win? Yeah, I did. God, I hate you. Wait, hold on. Let me take that win away from you as well. <laughs> okay, so now we all get to win. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Socialism. Yay. <laughs> Mira Sorvino is also in it. Huh. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. That was in a file. Yay. I'd rather do that for an hour than what we're about to do next. Anyway. <laughs> We're, uh, so that's not the main point of the show as much as I wish it was. Uh, we're here to talk about The Lion King, which is the latest remake from Disney. Um, directed by John Favreau. It stars James Earl Jones, Chiwetel Giafor, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. That's the same. Uh, Beyonce, Seth Rogen, Billy Eichner, John Oliver. Who else am I missing? Um, Alfred Woodard. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. It, who I couldn't place because she had approximately one line, and that was surprisingly not enough for me to tell that was Alfred Woodard. <laughs> yep. She was not Nala. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was she Sarabi? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, it yeah, it's The Arizona Lion Rain. King. You seen The Lion King? Same movie. Roll credits. End of podcast. <laughs> There's a hundred percent more giraffe shit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. Uh, yeah. But it's that's, the circle of life, man. Yeah. Anyone want to go first? 
Let our illustrious, almost winner guest. <laughs> Shut up. Describe how she felt. Uh, I literally left and said, well, that was a movie called The Lion King that we just watched, and it was a film that occurred. In 2019. Uh, yeah. It, it was a shot-for-shot shot remake, for the most part, except for the parts that were worse than the original. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just... I mean, I guess it was mildly entertaining, because The Lion King itself is mildly entertaining. The songs are okay, except for Be Prepared, which was absolute horrible. God! <laughs> they butchered um, it! It was so Look bad. Look what they did to my boy! <laughs> they massacred my boy! <laughs> it was just... it. I mean, but all of these remakes are so pointless. I mean... It, it, I almost would have liked it better if it was just really, really bad, but it was just really milk toast. It was the exact same cartoon, except like, slightly worse, but the fact that they presented it as being something different is, like, a big F you to everybody, because it's like, look, it's different, and it wasn't. It was awful. So, that's how I feel. At the end of the day, it's still The Lion King, so I still was kind of okay with it. Right. But it wasn't as good as The Lion King that I like, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't as okay with it. So I came away feeling like, F this movie, man. Yeah. No, it was was whatever. It's just soulless. (laughs) Like the animals that we like saw on anim- screen. Like the dead-eyed animals that we saw. It's an impressive impressive tech demo. Yes. Um, that goes and shows that you should not release your tech demos as films. Yeah. Uh, this is the most insulting movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I felt... I didn't feel duped by this movie because I kind of knew what I was getting into. Right. But what I will say is that Every time I've gotten one of these Disney remakes, with the exception of Dumbo, let me rephrase that. Every time I've gotten one of these Disney remakes, the first week it's been open, the credits have rolled to thunderous applause mm-hmm. from my audience. Yeah. Not the case with The Lion King. Interesting. Oh, there wasn't mine. I felt, I felt the audience turn on this movie. Nice. Um, because when it started, people were excited. Yeah. It hits with the song. It, I mean, it's hard not to get caught up in that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as the movie unfolds and reveals that the trick up its sleeve is that there are exactly zero tricks up its sleeve, <laughs> yep. uh, the audience was kind of, I kind of got the vibe of like, ah, so we're in this, huh? <laughs> and it just felt like, I also think the AC stopped working in my theater. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was hot. Torture. By the end of it, so I think everyone was kind of over. It was realism. Yeah, it was live Africa. action. Four yeah. D. Um, yeah, I just really felt this is the most condescending of all yeah. these Disney remakes for sure. Yeah, um, which sucks because I like John Favreau a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a solid director, and if there's anything positive I can say, it's that. Whenever someone was chasing someone else, it looked super cool. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> um, oh my god! It like it like you said, Mike. Impressive tech demo, yeah. mm-hmm. sure, but he used it very effectively in the Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because Jungle Book wasn't that bad. Jungle Book's different. Yeah, it's the that's my second favorite one behind the Kenneth Branagh Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um. But this, it just, like, I know there's this sort of contingent when these things happen of, like, why is this necessary? Is this movie necessary? I don't like asking that question because, like, 
Name me a necessary movie. Right. Schindler's List. (laughs) That's all I got. You know, or like some really important, like, I think maybe like some newsreels are Mm. necessary, right? We had the same conversation when Toy Story 4 came out, Mm. right? It was, that was, it's good, but was it necessary? And it's like, I think you might be asking the wrong question because no movie is necessary, right? Mm. John Wick, not necessary. That's my Star Wars, you know? Right. Um, so I think the question that people are really asking when they ask, or should be asking when they're asking, is this necessary? It is, what is the point of this movie? I don't know what the point of this movie is. And now, what I will say is, I'm also not precious about, particularly when it comes to anything Disney puts out, but mm-hmm. most movies, it's to make money. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which it did. Yep. So mission accomplished, open to $185 million. Um, however, that is not the sole purpose of them. Right. And I think when they are, that's when it gets really condescending and cynical. I agree. And that is, that is what this movie was mm-hmm. to me. Um, even Aladdin, I can kind of understand like where you would want a live action remake of it. Mm-hmm. Dumbo, less so, but. Well, like, yeah, I, right. It's lower stakes to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, like, I just don't see a point of this outside of to pilfer the pockets of people. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, so yeah, I majored in theater. I understand the importance of, like that art can bring and the entertainment can bring. But this wasn't entertainment because, like you said, there was no purpose except for money, and it's yeah. so insulting. Yeah. Because it, it contributed nothing. It's the same thing with, like, my problem with Aladdin is when you start with something that's 2D animation, we already as children have this beautiful, colorful, magical world, right? And you would think, okay, cool, now we have 2019, hmm, can't talk, 2019 technology, can we make it better? But no, they didn't, right? Because Circle, no, not Circle of Life, Just Can't Wait to Be King was now set in a dried out water hole in the Serengeti. Instead of, like, this beautiful, yeah. colorful yeah. birds, right. it was like, hey... Like, here's some dried mud, and yeah. kind of running amongst the, you know, other little animal. It was it was so dumb, but that's, like, how I felt with Aladdin, too. It's like, we're taking steps backwards. We're not contributing anything to the world or entertaining people in a way that wasn't already done with the original. You're literally just asking for money. And, well, I think you brought up a good point with the comparison to Aladdin, because I think both of them suffered from the same problem when it came to presenting the music, which mm-hmm. is, they didn't know how to present Oof. the music. Yeah. <laughs> like, you had... Guy Ritchie, who did not know how to stage a musical, mm-hmm. and it looks like Favreau's out of his element here in terms of the storyboarding of these scenes. Like, I know we were talking about the shot-for-shot shot remake, but yeah. but it, when it came to the actual direction of the music scenes themselves, they weren't shot-for-shot. Shot. They were right. just going for realism, which involves <laughs> walking through the legs of a zebra. Right. right. Yeah. Prancing around like they do, because that's hurt. all their musculature can provide for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... There's not there's nothing not much you can actually do that's dramatically or cinematographically interesting yeah. with these animals during those scenes if you're not willing to bend the laws of reality, and so the best aspect of the Lion King is part of the songs at least, yeah. and you're already rendering that inert mm-hmm. um, by the way you're staging this and by the by the direction they decided to go in. Like this thing is fatally flawed by the decision to make this yeah. like too realistic. I agree. You also run into a problem where you can't get away with some of the violence yeah, that sure. you can in the cartoon because of how realistic it was. Yeah. My favorite thing, and this is going to, 
MJ's a psychopath when it comes to children on this trip, <laughs> as we know. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Cinderella remake is it puts into stark reality the child abuse Cinderella suffers yeah. that I think we can kind of gloss over when we're watching the original. <clears throat> sure. And um, because it's happening to someone who looks like you, you know, yeah. it looks like a person. It is yeah. a person in a three-dimensional space that you recognize as somewhere you could potentially be, mm-hmm. and you go... Oh, she was abused. Like, they weren't just, like, kind of mean to her. Yeah. She was abused. And I think that brings forward a theme that doesn't come through in the cartoon that differentiates it. And makes it, like, it adds a layer to the story. Um, And so, therefore, I get it. And I really, that's probably my favorite version of the story. um, Because I think it's, one, really well told. I think Branagh's directing sensibilities really help it. Um, you know, feel like as grandiose as it should be. Mm-hmm. But with this, they ran into the opposite problem where even that Beauty and the Beast thing, I really liked the scene where we kind of have this weird flashback to her mom dying of the plague. Right, the and doctor like, in the mask. Well, yeah, with the doctor in the mask. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird and yeah. dark and I like it. Like, that was my favorite part of the whole new Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. But this adds... It, 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 you can't do that. No. You can't just show, like, a realistic-looking lion get trampled by antelope. Roadkill. Yeah. So, when Scar kills Mufasa, I was like, I got nothing. Yeah. Man, yeah. like, it it's totally so poorly executed mm-hmm. because yeah. you just see him, Hans Gruber, his way off the, <laughs> right. the rock, and then disappear, and then you see Simba screaming, but you never actually see the antelope, like, yeah. trample his body. Mm-hmm. And you do see that in the original, yeah. because it's a cartoon. Sure. Um, and so, you run into the same problem. Like I said, whenever someone's being chased by hy- hyenas, or chasing hyenas off, it looks really cool. I like the camera work that right. goes, like, kind of video game, first-person mm-hmm. EPOV. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the end of the movie, and Scar and Simba are facing off... It's like a bunch of jump cuts, and it's really shaky cam, and they're like blocking half the action with their giant lion body because you can't (laughs) show it. By the way, aren't that distinguishable? Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, So you run into he ran into a really big problem, like you said, by making it too realistic because you can't let any of the songs get like a fantastical element to them that they mm-hmm. need yeah. from being an animated film but you also can't let the major story beats play out the way they should be yeah. Yeah. and so it's completely inert inert yeah yeah it's it's just it's just there it's a movie that's just there yeah and it, and it like extends itself to the vocal performances which i yeah. don't know if they were told to be flat, but they were flat. <laughs> yeah. Like, because maybe the faces, like, they can't give the kind of range that they want. I don't know, but, like, yeah. I felt like everyone was just speaking into a microphone. Yeah. You know? Like... Be prepared was the worst. That was the absolute worst. Yeah, that was that was the worst example of it. But, I mean, you, you can't go and show be prepared in the realistic style that they wanted to do. I mean, which they could have done. But yeah, they couldn't have done the Nazi imagery if they wanted to stick right. with the realism because guess what? They don't do that in nature, I guess. <laughs> well, they should. That's a problem with nature, not Disney. Oh, God. <laughs> Make the Sahara great again. Kill the kids. Beat them up with abuse. So anyway. You're stepping Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why they did it. Like, no. there's, there's ways you could have just done like a stylized CG movie still. Yeah. Yeah, it, cats. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Continue. Oh, I would have had such a better time at this movie if it looked like cats. If it was, if it was a rendering of the stage musical, The Ooh, Lion King, that would with be cats technology, yeah. 100% there, huh. always. Oh man, the FBI is monitoring this so hard. <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. Um, <laughs> um, I just don't get it. Yeah. Like, very early on, I'm assuming they must have decided we're going to make this, like, Planet Earth-style Lion King. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, because I was like, cool, it's Planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, but with, like, A-list celebrity singers, like you said, yeah. it was so nothing. Yeah. They contributed, Donald Glover contributed nothing. He was so bad in this. Yeah. And, and Beyonce was worse. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you could tell that they weren't singing together in the same room, because yeah. she was totally overpowering him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I like, like you would expect, but, like... It clearly like was like he's not reacting to anything yeah, that she's right, giving right, him right. kind of situation. Also, why were they singing about themselves? I was very upset. Yeah. Also, why is Can You Feel the Love Tonight taking place during the day? Yep. Also, why is there a lion, Christ? Oh. <laughs> 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 Did you guys notice that? A lion, Christ. These lions have some concept of Jesus, or there was a lion Jesus, Aslan. <laughs> Continue. Okay, this Beyonce song, this new Beyonce song, Spirit. Spirit. Oh, okay. She says the last line of the song is that he has to, is telling Simba to go and become one with the great I am. Huh. I looked it up after the movie because I was like, there's no way I just heard it. Okay, was it an original song or was it a cover? As far as I know, it's an original song. Okay, okay. They wrote it for the movie. Okay. It sounds like one my yoga teacher plays in her class, and I was like, huh. Interesting. That's just every Beyonce song. Right. Oh snap! Just, just got. I know the Beehive is coming after you. Beehive? Be- Be- no, the Beehive is Michael Bay fans. Oh. Does he have fans? No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so that blew my mind. Like I looked at Kristen and I was like, "Did she know something?" I just wasn't even the- listening. To the I was like, "Did she say something about the great I am?" And I know. She was like, "Huh? Um, I think so." And so I looked it up, and I found it on Genius, and yeah. I was like, okay, what's this mean? And it was like, it's when Jesus is the great I am. And I was like, okay, so there's a lion Christ somewhere. Like, Aslan has yeah. happened. It's in the same universe. In Disney. this universe. Like, he, I mean, no wonder. He's perfect. He can actually emote more than these lions did. Yeah. This is true. This Why is true. If, we know, by the way, ago. also, the Disney movie. Yeah. Right. Like, just get the Aslan tech for yeah. this. From 2010 or whenever that was. 2008. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking of like Pescastian. But you know, yeah. like every performance in this, if I go and compare it to the original, I'd say the original beats it almost every single time. Oh, Except yeah. for James Earl Jones, who's the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you know, I even think he yeah, felt he a little was tired. Worse. Yeah. yeah like, He's older. He was too. I mean, I don't know if he felt like this during even Rogue One, but he felt a little tired as Darth Vader. And yeah, that. he's I super think, old. Right. Yeah. You know, and I got it, but it's like... I kind of just wish they would just take his lines from the original, you know? Yeah. If that yeah. was going to be the case. Yeah, but then, yeah. I, you know, no offense to the actor, does Scar, he did something a little bit different, but Jeremy Irons, man. He's yeah. iconic. It's, yeah. yeah. The, well, I ran into a problem where him and Scar, Mufasa and Scar almost sounded too similar. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. Jeremy Irons has a very distinct voice, so does James Earl Jones, so that was yeah. nice. There was that conflict yeah. that like, you could feel yeah, through the animation. Yeah, but she told you for just kind of sounded like James Earl Jones in there. Yeah, like kind a of slightly like pissier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, maybe the only people that I was kind of okay with was 
Timon and Pumbaa. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I liked Billy Agner as... My two favorite performances were Billy Agner as Timon mm-hmm. and John Oliver as Azu. Because he yeah, he was all right. John Oliver is just the live action remake of Rowan Atkins. It's a discount so. version of Rowan Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I liked them a lot, but and also I know you said the parts that were different were worse. No, they were kind of different. And that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah, yeah. that was the part. Those were the parts where I was like, I liked that because yeah. it was not the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the Terrence Malikian version. Or, like, visualization of Simba's fur, tran- like, crossing the... Yeah. I was like, I get it! Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, literally. Like, uh, golly. It, it, was, it was, like, a good idea that was stretched way too long. Yep. To yeah. me, anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because this movie's 40 minutes longer than the cartoon. Huh. Which is insane to me. Oh, yeah. because of that scene of the shit. Right? I yep. think so. Because I don't remember too much else that was added. And I kind of was like, oh man, the Lion King moves. Yeah. Like, wh- while I was watching it, I was like... It was slow. Yeah, I was like, the original is really well paced. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. But like, it would just like, they would add little beats here. and Like little connective tissue that the original didn't need. Yeah. And it didn't do anything else besides make the movie longer. Like, the stuff with Lupita, because you have Lupita, and you can't just make her be, like, two lines, like, the main is R. So it's, like, this weird, like, subplot where she's actually, like, some, like, has this vindictive attitude against Mufasa that they never touched after that, and it was just like, "Eh." Yeah. And then, like, freaking Key and Eric Andre, where it's like, don't stand too close to me, Mm -hmm. LOL, let's play this joke 20 more times. They were, like, even less distinctive than the hyenas in the original. Yeah. You know? Like... I, I feel like I had trouble even telling them apart, first of all, so that didn't help. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I agree with you. They also continue the subplot where she's, like, saying to Simba's mom, what's her name, Sarabi, Sarabi like, yeah. I've been waiting for this moment or something like, oh, like that. Okay. Like, like, so wait, they got some issues with each other now? Like, yeah. they're implying more, but saying mm-hmm. less. She was more. saying that to Nala. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because she, um, she was like, in Nala's graveyard, okay, but yeah. Nala looked exactly like Sarabi that's right. in this movie. Right. They were My indistinguishable bad. from Racist. each other. Yes. Like, it... <laughs> Make me realize how evil Scar kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, oh, he's one of the, like, most unrepentant Disney villains. Sure. Like, yeah. There's nothing redeeming about this dude whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that also could have been a product of me having not seen it recently. Right. But Jeremy Irons is still likable. He, like, oozes charisma. Yeah. This was yeah. boring. Yeah, yeah. you kind of get why, like, the hyenas would follow yeah. Jeremy yeah. Irons' Scar. And then this one, not as much, because then... I don't remember this is right, but I feel like in the cartoon, like, it's kind of established that Jeremy Irons knows the hyenas already, yeah. and is kind of friends yes. with them and plotting yes. with them. Yeah, yeah. This one, it's like, he kind of meets them for the first time, it feels like, and is yeah. like, I got this plan, and they're like, yeah, the plan! Yeah. Be prepared! <laughs> and it was like, wait, what? Like, they weren't, like, friendly yeah. with each other before? Like, they didn't know who he was at first? Yeah. Like, like that's oh, that, that's Mufasa, or something like that. Which doesn't um, make sense with the subplot. If there's this thing of, like, the hyenas and lions hate each other, and we're gonna try to push right. that angle, then why would they decide that, that they're with not him? familiar with him yeah. in the yeah. first place? I, You're ugly like us, and an outcast. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah, even, like, the additional subplot stuff mm-hmm. doesn't really add up to anything, yeah. and is almost contradictory to 
some of the other parts of the movie. Except for Rafiki grabbing his staff like some sort of <laughs> baboon John Wick. <laughs> Hello, my old friend. Dude, I was like, what? <laughs> what? We're just going to let that go. That was the Michael Bufferism Dumbo of this, where Rafiki just like takes up his Ronin sword yeah. to go like bust some hyena skulls. Which, by the way... Like, he hadn't used that at all previously in the movie, so why yeah. do we care that he's like, no, although my old no. friend, like... But that's the thing, is, like, the implication... Are, are we, like, in true. some, like, circular universe or no. something like that? Like, yeah. where everything's repeating itself, but Rafiki's the only one who's, like, aware this is all happening again? <laughs> Tom is a he's plant the liar. <laughs> <laughs> <Of> life. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good! Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, like, the implication to me is, like, that's his hyena busting <laughs> Like, that's what it, it felt like he was, like I said, some sort of baboon John Wick that was, like, getting his guns out from the basement, like, in John Wick. Like, yeah. that's what blew my mind as I was like, okay, like, he's some sort of Shaolin hyena ass kicker, like... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, didn't make sense. And they they also took away the best line that he had. Like, why if you're gonna make it the same movie, and then that's why is that one of the differences you you choose to, to take away? Yeah. is like the part where he hits him with the, the staff. Stick. Yeah. And he's like, that hurt. And he's like, well, it's in the past. What are you going to do about it? And he's like, oh, well, it still right. hurts. How is and it longer? They took out the good part. Yeah. yeah. And he says, well, the past can hurt, but yeah. you can learn from it. Which is like the entire thematic crux yes. of the movie delivered by Rafiki in that scene. And it's just missing. Yeah. I That's really, true. I was upset. I was just like, ah, oh, cool. He's going to say it. And I love this part. And it's probably, yeah. like you said, it was, it was probably going to be one of the parts where it was like, the Lion King is good. Therefore, this part is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just wasn't there mm. at all. And then Mufasa in the cloud sucked. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in the cloud, was yeah, he? I, no. Did I miss it? Like, the no, lightning kinda, flashes kind of made a cat nose. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. If you close one eye and squint and turn your head, kind of you see him. It, it was James Earl Jones in first CG. God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Like, how can you make something that's almost exactly the same, but then worse? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, it's, like, yeah. Like, you made, like, every possible chance they had to make like, a, a different choice, and they made the wrong choice. ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. Worse. Like, I, I hated, this was a difference that I hated. I hated the, like, weird little, like, gang of misfits that Timon and Pumbaa had. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was weird. Why? The whole point is that they're outcasts. Why did they have so many friends? They yeah. a squad. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. Uh, didn't make sense. I don't think we talked enough about Can You Feel the Love Tonight takes place during the day. <laughs> <laughs> because you texted me that. Yeah. Yeah. The person I was with was immediately like, it's the daytime. <laughs> Why are they singing about the night? You texted me that, and I told Kristen that. So we... we we're prepared. And, yeah, uh, um, so I was too in like pitch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a little more flat. And, uh, so when it started happening, I still was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. how do you do this? I wanted to scream, it's daytime. <laughs> That's what I said to you. So just be afternoon delight. Yeah. There we go. 
Afternoon delight. Uh, yeah, this is... I, I don't know what happened. Like, what happened to this? Because, yeah. like, we know John Favreau is a competent director. Yeah. We know Disney's a fairly reliable studio for the most part. More hits than misses, I would say. Yeah. Like... Maybe not recently, but sure. generally. <laughs> I, what, I, what, what went wrong? Like, what... They clearly threw tons of money at it. Was yeah. that the thing? Is that there was just, like, no boundary on it, so they could do whatever they wanted? They got too far. It was a victim of back. its own freedom? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. trying to figure out who's to blame for, like, the, the direction they went with in terms of the visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, whoever decided that pretty much set the fate of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there, okay, there is a big stigma against animation looking cartoony. That's the whole reason why we have these CG, why CG movies have now taken over animated 2D movies. Sure. Um, why live action remakes are happy in the first place um, is partially a result of, like, there is a big stigma, especially in, like, Western culture of cartoony looking things being there for, for kids. Mm-hmm. So if you go for something realistic, then you go and get that adult market or whatever. I'm not saying I agree with that. I just think that some of those decisions are a reflection of like the cultural trends sure. in the Western society. You know, because in comparison, sometimes in, in Asia, for example, you have kind of like adult theme matter, uh, subject matter be discussed in animation or something like right. that. And it's not weird or wrong or whatever. So somebody had a misguided idea that you go with the super realistic take on lions because that's how you go and get the 30-year-olds, and yeah, right. and therefore they'll go and drag their kids because they have good memories of the cartoon, but sure. it at least gets the 30-year-olds to come with their kids and just being like, hey, here's your 12 bucks or whatever, go see the movie by yourself with your friends, yeah. or something like that. Um, you know, you kind of get an, an older audience possibly open to it, because they go and see the visuals and they're like, wow, that looks good. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, if I'm even thinking about like an artistic merit reason yeah. for why you want to do this... But it's also a cynical cash-driven reason, which is that they can't defend the artistry behind having like a stylized look behind something, and how what kind of moods or feelings that I can convey, especially as was already demonstrated in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Somebody could not go and defend those decisions, and instead they went for the financial reason, which is to cast yeah. as wide a net as possible to get the biggest audience possible without having to force them to realize that animation is a valid way of communicating themes and subject matter that is deep and resonating with people. Yeah. That's my piece. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay, so follow-up question. People like these. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on there? Because I've seen across-the-board praise from, you know, Joe Six-Pack Moviegoer that I'm friends with on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Aladdin. Same thing with Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody saw Dumbo. Uh, (laughs) But for the most part, people are pretty positive on these things. Mm -hmm. Unless they're different. I've already pre-seen hate for the new Mulan for it taking out Minshu, not being a musical. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I'm down. Like, I think that looks pretty good. I think that's my... I think if any of these Disney movies yeah. are right for a live action version, it's that. Yes. Yeah. I think that could be a dope live action. 
Yeah. Um, China made one in 2009. Oh. Um, which is apparently pretty good. I've seen some screens, some stills from it, and it looks, it looks really cool. Yeah. But that's like, that's a story that I feel like can be live action and should be live action if you're gonna start doing these. Mm -hmm. But I've seen so many people who are like, uh, no songs, no Mushu, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what is it about the blatant nostalgia pandering? Cause I understand the, I understand the base level one of like an Aladdin or a Beauty and the Beast or a Cinderella, but the, like, now people are actively calling for, like, no, I want it exactly the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is odd to me. So, what, what is happening there? Like, we're taking crazy pills. (laughs) Yeah, like, I just don't understand, like, what has happened to audiences where they're just like, the same thing? Well, go no. You go first. You're the guest. Please go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Like just speculatively, without just being completely cynical and saying people are getting way more stupid. I I don't know if it's like the Facebook thing where people are like, I'm tired of seeing like legitimate news and and arguments and whatever. Like just show me cat videos. Like show me like a cat falling into a toilet and then into a bathtub. Like I don't know if it's just like a palate cleanser where people are so appreciative of something that's not. I don't know, but then, like, they don't want to think. Like, it, it all comes back to people don't want to think, and they want something banal and familiar and just, like, warm, and that's dull. And I'm sad that that's the majority of American moviegoers, but that seems to be the case. But is it, like, has something happened in the last 11 years? Because I'm going to go back to, well, we've already referenced Last Jedi in this, so we <laughs> might as well beat the other dead horse on the show. Dark Knight. Yeah. That's a really thinky superhero movie, and yeah. people love it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was a huge yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So that was 2008? Yeah. Have we had anything like that? That people have written, like, a blockbuster hit that's been a little heady. Oh, well, uh, Inception. Inception, like, people people turned up for that movie. True. Um, I think that something that we have to confront is, with is that most moviegoers are... They just want to be entertained. Um, they're looking, sure. And they're looking for this comfort blanket. Mm-hmm. And um, knowing the beats of something and what's coming and seeing familiar things get reimagined, but better or live action or whatever is um, something that is appealing because it reminds us of our childhoods and that, that safety period. Yeah. Um, but beyond just that, I think that... M- a lot of people just don't think about things critically. Yeah, that's um, also and, true. And um, as long as it retains the skeleton of that thing that they liked when they were younger, I think that that's enough to get most movies by. Because I think most people operate on a basis of, I liked it, I didn't like it. Right. You know? Um, and it, it feels weird because I feel like I'm arguing against everything I've ever said Like when it comes to... like film criticism and whatever. Well, yeah, but okay, so people, but people are willing to go with this, like, weird MCU continuity thing. Like, there are so many people that I would Mm -hmm. say are, like, Joe Blow moviegoer that I know that are so into the minutia of, like, Mm Ant-Man. You know, like, pun not intended. Uh, But, like, you know, the weird quantum stuff. Like, they're willing to go with that and accept it. And those movies are the bigger hits, Mm -hmm. which I think is ultimately a positive, Mm -hmm. essentially. But, like, it shows that audiences are willing to go and connect the dots with these things. And 
I mean, you, you can say there's still a formula to them. Well, on a base level of familiarity at this point, if they had started with Ant-Man, I don't think it would have been that way. Like, they had to kind of establish, like, all right, you guys like superheroes. This is cool. This is familiar. Mm-hmm. It's still that, like, warm bathwater of we're, we're feeling comfortable and okay with this. And I, to go off of that point, as well as your Dark Knight point, the reason when we got the Dark Knight, like, if that movie had just been a bunch of cops chasing each other, it would not have been a big hit, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It, is because it was within the safe trappings of Batman right. that they could be somewhat adventurous in the story that they told. And so people came to that with the hook of it being Batman. They didn't come with it with the hook of like, this is like a really cool neo-noir crime right. thriller right. situation. So at the end of the day, it gets back to the point of it being, it's it's a safe, familiar universe now. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a Marvel movie where it's like, it might be a new entry in a Marvel movie, but but it's still familiar with like, you kind of know what's going to happen. You have a certain expected level of quality from them. Or you don't have a Marvel movie that's a new entry in that. Or you have just a straight remake of an old Disney classic. It's still that safe, familiar cradle that you're within again. Right. It's like uh, coming home. Okay, so third follow-up question, second follow-up question third question in a row, then is the reason we are looking back now on movies like Heat, on movies like Speed, on mm-hmm. movies like The Fugitive, these sort of mid-budget, adulty action thriller movies mm-hmm. with such a fondness from the 90s, um, is that just history being kind to it? Because I feel like those movies were legitimate hits. The mm-hmm. Fugitive got nominated for Best Picture. Not that that denotes a hit, right. necessarily. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that movie was really popular. Mm-hmm. Granted, The Fugitive is a franchise movie. Sort of. Sort of. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. based on a 60s TV show. Um, so that got that audience. But, like, it's a good movie. And, like, people look back on it fondly. Are we just in a time where, like, these are just, like the movies that we see on the day-to-day. Like, not every movie's a classic, is right. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, for every Casablanca, there's a million cats. Sure. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. So is that is that just what we're seeing now? Is we're just looking... It's been now enough time since that decade where we're going through and weeding out what actually was good. And so we're just in a period now where we're just getting everything... So we won't have eyes on this until 20, 30 years later. I think there's an element of that. I think that now we're far enough removed. I can't believe I'm saying this from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that we can look back on it and, um, and see what was formative, especially for, for us because we grew up with that, right. you know, and um, we can appreciate that more. And we can also kind of see what we lost a little bit. I think some mm-hmm. of the reason why, you know, maybe there's a little more respect for some of those movies that you described um, is because we don't get a lot of those types of movies anymore mm-hmm. either. Um, you know, so what, what is, I think, maybe the major thing about Stranger Things being popular is that it kind of reminds us not only of a bygone era, but then also it taps into that kind of movie that we have lost, I feel like, yeah. in the last 30 or 40 years. Um, so it's tapping into those familiar safe feelings as well uh but it was only through the distance of time that we could maybe draw out like what was distinctive about that era you know the back to the future et mm-hmm. you know supernatural kind of mo- kid goonie movie stuff whatever and kind of coalesce it into that's what the night that's what the 80s felt to us mm-hmm. kind of feeling 
Um, I'm glad I really answered your question. <laughs> well, I feel like that's, I think we may have touched on it during the Captain Marvel one, but the whole, like, only 90s kids remember that. Like, there's a major thing of, like, nostalgia within millennials where it's, like, that's our thing. Like, what, because the world is so shitty now or whatever and we want to only look back on stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's more so than other generations or if it just feels like that because of, like, social media, but everything feels like, let's throw it back to this, let's throw it back to that. So it's, like, this safe like, remember the 90s, guys? Because that's, like, all I ever see posting about mm-hmm. it when these things come out is usually millennials. It's always like, get out of the way, kids. I've been waiting 25 years for this. And it's like, really? Why? I mm-hmm. think you get... I think that 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 that's a uh, traceable thing. Mm-hmm. Because you see in the 70s, there was a bunch of 50s nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Elvis had his 68 comeback special. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, in the 90s, we had Woodstock 94. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or Woodstock 2 and then Woodstock 99. Like... I think it's cyclical, yeah. but I think we just see it more because we're just way more connected. Sure. But like, look, American Graffiti, Happy Days, yeah. Back to the Future, like, yeah, Back to the Future, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think you see, you see, definitely see that. I mean, hell, The Thing, right? Which is one of those seminal '80s movies we talk about mm-hmm. is a remake of a '50s sci-fi movie, right? Yeah. Um, which The Thing was a flop when it came out. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it. Nobody liked it. Uh... And now it's held up as, like, one of the greatest American horror movies ever made. Yeah. Um, UHF is finally getting its mo- its day in court, I yeah. think. Um, <laughs> you know, we just passed the, the 30th anniversary of that movie this last Sunday. And I saw, like, not dozens, but several articles about that yeah. movie and how, yeah. like, seminal it was for a lot of, you know, 90s and 2000s kids because... It was really hard to find on VHS because no one liked it when it came out in 89. Yeah. Then it got a DVD release and everyone saw it and everyone was like, this movie's great. Well, yeah, I mean, just think about the kind of, what another favorite of the podcast, the reevaluation the Rocky series has gotten. You know, mm-hmm. like, there was a period in the 90s where it was a total joke to people. Yeah. You know, yeah, there was sure. the jokes about, you know, Rocky 6 or whatever. Yeah. No, there actually right. was a Rocky 6. <laughs> right. Um, and 7 and 8. Um, <laughs> Rocky 5 plus Rocky 2 equals Rocky 7. He means revenge. <laughs> you know, um, but now we look back on that and we're like, that, that was like a cool series, man. That mm-hmm. was, that was a good time, you know, exception of Rocky Five, that was fair. Um, but. But the creeds were good. You're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and so there's this reevaluation of, of that as well. And I think uh, getting back to the kind of the common theme, and every generation does this. They go and look back to the period of time when they were kids. Right. They think that like, that was the best decade or whatever, right. the one that they grew up right. in. But, and there's, I think, good psychological reasons for that. Cause, when you were a kid, you didn't, you didn't have to worry about paying the bills mm-hmm. or, or your relationships mm-hmm. or, you know, having a, a house uh, to live in, yeah. or shelter, food, anything, you know. And, cat's trailer. Right, oh, man. Well, <laughs> a man, better we, time. we truly do live in the worst decade. <laughs> but, um, you know. Counterpoint, best. <laughs> <laughs> Consider um, the best. You know, and, and it, there's just something that's psychologically appealing about trying to bring back that feeling of comfort and safety right. that you once had. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what these movies really go and summon out of people is, is the feeling that they once had about movies sure. or life or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I'm, so I'm having a hard time parsing this out because if there were anyone this movie is for, it is for me. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'm too close to it. This is my favorite Disney animated movie. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, okay. same. Uh, See, it's not mine. It was... 
really important to me. Yeah. It is a, it was you know how every kid has that movie they watch every oh, day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the Lion King was mine. Nice. Yep. Um Same. I watched that movie every day for at least a year, if not a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um I approached my first grade teacher because my sister and I typed out the whole script and made puppets out of paper plates and we did it in front of my first grade class. Nice. Like this is how into this movie I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really important movie for um, I'm going to try not to be the guy that talks about his dead dad on every podcast because that's like boring white guy BS like every <laughs> that happens on all the comedy podcasts I listen to but this is a movie that like I really bonded with my dad over and it's a movie that like is really important in my relationship with my dad and it's arguably the movie that sparked my love of movies mm-hmm. nice. um, and so looking back on that I have all this emotional baggage yeah. my dad's been dead less than a month right. right like this movie should have done a number on me mm-hmm. and I just kind of met it with an obscene hand gesture and a fart <laughs> you know like yeah. I, <laughs> but see I think this is one of those situations where okay when we're talking about this other stuff like Aladdin we all probably liked Aladdin yeah. the movie yeah. when we were kids right it wasn't like our favorite, but, yeah. it, but it's still like a movie that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I think that The Lion King crosses that threshold into like, you know, for you and me possibly. And a lot of people. Are and a lot of people. Favorite, yeah. Whereas like, it was our favorite. And we're so close to it that the little differences really piss us off. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and so we're so, we're too close to it now and it almost like repels us when we mm-hmm. see these changes or the things that yeah. they did wrong or whatever. And it, it, makes, it makes us more visceral in a way that maybe it doesn't do for other people. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's the explanation for it. Because I agree with you. You would think that you and I would be primed to just love it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's the more you love that thing, the more like little deficiencies or the way ways that remind you the things that you loved mm-hmm. put you off. Yeah. See, um, I didn't even love Lion King. I, I like Lion King a lot, the mm-hmm. cartoon. But I still thought this was not good. Yeah. Like, so, like, so as a more objective person who didn't go into it, like, with a bias towards Lion King more so than other Disney films, mm-hmm. it was still like, this is bad. Like, objectively bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. and see, I, I trust your opinion on it more because I feel like both of us are coming in with... Yeah, we're like an axe to grind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. And, but, like, it sounds like you were... And maybe we've changed your mind over the course of the podcast, but you came in it out the gate more positive than I did. No, I mean, like like I said before, it's still The Lion King and... You know, Which is still sound, an entertaining story. It's still an entertaining story. Yeah. Like, they really didn't add much to it or subtract yeah. that much to it to yeah. damage that. You know, but the performances were flatter. The music was still good. Mm-hmm. You know, it still looked good, but mm-hmm. it was, like, creatively the wrong choice. Yeah. yeah. But I was, I was still interested in what I was seeing, but it was just not conveying the emotion or anything like that. So, and I think I've said this before in some other podcasts, but like, I'll take 70% of like, like, like a thing that I love versus, mm-hmm. you know, just nothing, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. You know, it's the same thing with what we will talk about with Stranger Things. Like, I thought this was maybe the worst Stranger Things season, but it was still mm-hmm. like, I'll still take like, a Stranger Things that's like, at, okay. at half speed yeah. um, versus something that doesn't exist. Sure. Yeah. So, um, what it made me really want to do is just watch the animated version again. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I kind of was thinking about throwing it on after you guys left. Yeah. Nice. I was going to probably do the same. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like you said, it was an entertaining film. Like, if you have kids, go take them to see it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The kids at my screening seem kind of bored. 
Well, I just have the choking baby in mind, but right. like I, I think it's the the deeper issue is what we've been talking about that it does feel insulting that it's so pandering and so mm-hmm. obviously just a cash grab rather than like I'm trying to make legitimate entertainment because I'm an mm-hmm. artist. This is not artistry, and to present it as such is like insulting, and yeah. that to me makes like like a bad taste in my mouth when yeah. thinking of my viewing of it. But if I think about it, I'm like I didn't actively hate it yeah. except for some parts. Well. I think that ultimately this is one other aspect of this, which is that the original Lion King is pretty much a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like the, what is it, Gus Van Sant, Saint? Psycho. Or, Psycho yeah, remake, Van, yeah. you know, which is another... I uh, thought about that during this know, movie, right? too. It's not, the original Psycho is a perfect movie. Yeah. You know, like, I, I can't imagine Jaws being done any better no, than right. how it was no, done. Right, right. Or Raiders you of the Lost Unless you did it wildly differently. Right, like, like that, that's the only way that yeah. you can like get out of the shadow of that. Isn't thing. that what Crawl's about? Or wait, what's that movie called? The Shadows. Oh, crawl. Shallows. The Shadows. No, the one that Which, just by the came way, out I saw. Crawl. The crawl. Florida. No, right? Crawl could not be more different than Jaws, actually. <laughs> but it is the very Florida much. Gators. A, it, yeah, it wears its homage to Jaws on its sleeve, which mm-hmm. I liked. That should be out by the time you hear this. I've been dragging my feet on everything that one, but we did an episode on it. Oh, nice. Um, like. I'm more, you're right, though. You're right. I'm more open to like Aladdin or Mulan being adapted because I don't think they're perfect movies. They're pretty close. Well, and mm-hmm. also, I think there is one perfect aspect of Aladdin, mm-hmm. which is the genie. Yeah. I think Robin Williams in that is yes. some of the most perfect casting in cinema history. Right. right. And what it's they do? even well, but right. they went in a different direction. They went in a different them. direction, and it kind of works, except that yeah. the CGI is bad. But the right. performance given by the actor does not have like, has no bearing on that. Right. Like, I was really actually kind of happy that they went so different with they it. Had to. That, yeah. 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 So, like, there was this thought exercise that went around Twitter uh, a few months ago that was like, your favorite movie is going to be remade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get a choice in whether or not it does. Like, mm-hmm. just for the sake of the game, let's, let's just abandon any, like, romanticism you have against it. And, and they call you and say, you get to do it. How, what do you do? Right, mm-hmm. and I did like I did a race bent draws oh. where the shark's black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did like uh, like Cheedy from the Good Place as ah. Richard Dreyfus. Uh, good, yeah. Uh, who did I say? Uh, oh gosh, I don't remember. But I was like into it. Tyler yeah. Perry as the mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the other two actors. It was really good, though. Like, Kristen looked at me and was like, I think you did it. Nice. She was like, I would actually watch that. And yeah. I, oh, and I put Ryan Coogler behind the camera. Oh. Um, nice. And I was like, because what is the version of Jaws I would watch if they were going to remake it? And I was like, it's that. Something very different. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's super different. Like, it's a way, di- it's going to be a way different feeling movie. Right. Just with that. Right. And so, I think that would be interesting if we had to have it happen. So I'm like, I'm really slow to denounce remakes. I'm really slow. Because also, the thing still exists. You know, I yeah. can, like, it's the ruined childhood thing is like, I still have those same memories. It doesn't affect the good memories I have yeah. with that. And like, right. I own it. You mm-hmm. know, I could just, I don't have to buy this one. Right. I could just only have this one and only show my kids this one. Like, right. So I'm slow about that. I'm slow to, uh, I think you touched on this, Missy, I'm slow to dismiss something, particularly in the movies, as mm-hmm. not art. Right. Um, 
like I am I am not like I said not precious about the fact that these things are also products that right. are meant to be consumed and paid for. Mm-hmm. And so I, but <laughs> I'm 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 almost in that boat where yeah. I I'm willing to call this not art. Like yeah. I it doesn't feel artistic to me, which is crazy because like I, which is leads me circularly back to the original question that sparked the back half of this, which is what happened because I have seen John Favreau make art. Yeah. And I don't think he's cynical enough to have done this on mm. purpose. Mm-hmm. That is not the type of person I think he is. So I don't know what happened yeah. uh, with this movie. And it's like, it's really strange. This is a strange, strange movie and reaction yeah. Yeah. that I'm seeing to it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's hard for me to put into words. But like, it's, it is very like cynical. It's very cash grabby. Yeah. Um, and not in a way... Where, like, if something is cash grab, like, for the most part, I'm okay with cash grabs. Especially, like, I, I don't care, you know? Like, Hobbs and Shaw is a cash right. grab movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, the John Wick sequels are kind of cash grabs. Yeah, well, especially now. Well, yeah. the MCU, but it's yeah. still, like, it looks like they put some heart into it a little bit. Like, yeah. even the worst of them is like, yeah, it's not that. Yeah. Know? This was just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and when you bring up the when you brought up the Jaws thing, it made me think like like theater is literally just a series of remakes where you take classic mm-hmm. plays and just put different people in them, but you do it different enough that it's good. Right. And so it's yeah. like it's not like you can't do that with remakes. They just like refuse to do it yeah. for whatever reason that you know we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think the main problem is is it's like the sneering sense that because it was done realistic looking, therefore yeah. it's better or Your something. Your animated point was, yeah. And, and that's yeah. that's where I come down on this being offensive to me mm-hmm. is like, I'm afraid, I don't want to like be pearl clutching or that, but like, <laughs> you go, like you go and give like a kid the choice between like the Lion King CG thing mm-hmm. and then the Lion King 2D thing mm-hmm. and the kid is being like told culturally that yeah. the CG one is like more adult or mm-hmm. more mature or therefore cooler or whatever yeah. he's going to choose that one and not see the classic right um, you know it doesn't erase the classic sure. but, but I think that like the signals that we're sending to people is that this thing is more legitimate than that kid thing yeah right. and yeah. I think that that's bad and it's not this movie's fault Sure. But it kind of is because it's perpetuating this. Right. Because they could have gone a different direction with this. I'm not saying it had to be a 2D animation. Because Jungle Book is good. We right. said that. Yeah. Right. They, but they could have gone with something more stylized than they did. Right. Um, I mean, look at Zootopia, okay? There were animals in that. Sure. They were cartoonish still, you know? Um, I'm not saying they'll be that cartoony, but <laughs> right. you could have translated our, The Lion King's 2D style much more faithfully into 3D. Sorry, that was a long time for sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, than they did. Yeah. So, um,. That's where my issue with it lies. Mm. That's where I get kind of angry about it. It's not necessarily the cash grabby stuff. I mean, we've harped on that a lot the last like couple months. Is just Disney deciding to like nuke the box office this year, mm-hmm. you know, with just total dominance. Um, and that's where I think a lot of this comes from mm-hmm. is just like 2019 fiscal year is going to be our year, right. you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I think that's also part of the reason why some of the critic reaction happened the way it did. Is because it's just like, all right, guys, like yeah. enough. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It's 
It's a real bad movie. Like, <laughs> don't see it. I can tell you that. Like, rent it for your kids and fall asleep like James Corden. Like, that, like that's, that's the hardest recommend I can give it to you. I was trying to fall asleep during this movie, mm. but it was so hot in the theater <laughs> that I couldn't. That was when they made it hot. Maybe. Yeah. They were like, oh, everyone's been falling asleep. So... Burned to death in time. There you go. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about this garbage. Um, Missy, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, cats, obviously. Sure. Go watch the trailer. Sure. <laughs> go watch the trailer for Cats. It's... <laughs> it's something. Something. Yeah. I have something I want to plug. What's that? Dogs. Nope. <laughs> no Get out. They did not go and make a movie off of them that was this important. <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, I did uh, d- uh, Don Cheadle as Brody, ah. Cheedy from The Good Place as Hooper, mm-hmm. and Chris O'Dowd as Quint. Ooh, interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. I can see it. Yep, I like it. With Ryan Cooper. But who plays the shark? Me, obviously. <laughs> With CGI face on a shark's body. <laughs> I With shark boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Left Shark. Left Shark plays. Yes! I would watch that. I would totally watch that. The Left Shark alone. The rest of the casting is just icing on the cake. Um, Oh, uh, the cast and director and co-writers of Media Res are going to be on the show next week. Um, They're from the Splat House podcast. uh, Mike D and Sarah and Edwin. They are going to be... Uh, we're recording this tomorrow night at the time of this recording. It'll be out, I think, in the early part of next week, next Tuesday. The movie's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it, it is a, a, a neo-noir kind of twisty, a borderline clerksy. Like, I just hmm. did, like, people who didn't want to be there that day like wrong place wrong time crime thriller nice that's on amazon prime and there's a lot of scrappiness to it that i liked um uh, mike if it's any uh consolation to you kristen said i got a precinct vibe from this movie um that's cool yeah Yeah. it's darkly funny on the edges it's not as jokey as our movies but the 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 sort of bootstrappy DIY mm-hmm. element, uh, but still kind of works. Um, yeah, fuck those movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vibe about it. So they're trying hard to promote it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Um, so you can watch it. It's only an hour and 37 minutes or something. It's short. Shorter than The Lion King. It's shorter like. than The Lion King by about 25 minutes. Uh, 75 hours. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, we're recording with them tomorrow night. It should be interesting. I've never really done something like this on the show before. So let us know if you like it. They're cool people. We interact all the time on Twitter. And that's, like, we're Twitter buddies. And that's how this came to be. So, yeah, tune in for that. It's It'll be an interesting time. I'm a little intimidated. that I, I've never done, like, such a formal interview, let alone, like, a press pressy interview that's not been with Mike and Matthew for the last precinct movie, um, <laughs> that I was in. Uh, so, so to kind of approach that from the outside into that, um, is, and they like, their, their stuff looks a lot better than ours. They like Indiegogo their movie. Mm. So they had like money. Yeah. Like not a lot, but like 
tens of dollars more than we do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, tune into that next week. Uh, episode with Crawl should be out. I've been... It's... Just bear with me for, like, the next month, guys. I know it's a rough time to be having that, but, like, I just gotta figure some stuff out. <laughs> um, we'll be back with the Stranger Things episode, which means I should start watching Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Season three. I've seen the first two. Um, I wasn't just like, yep, here's all these intricate plot details from season two. Uh, but I, we haven't seen a shred of it. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen it. We haven't even thought about starting it, I think. I've so it's probably. Memes, but... Yeah. I got a death spoiled for me, but apparently it's not that big of a spoiler. So I'm told. And I don't remember the character's name. So. <laughs> there you go. You're yep. then. Yeah. yeah. It starts with an A. I want to say a tray you. That's probably it. Yep. What? Uh, Asriel? Ariel? No, my friend Ariel's the one who posted the spoiler. There you go. I don't Did know. she actually die? I, things? Maybe. I don't know anybody named that. Azazel. Uh, yes, that is the one. Anyway, we'll be back with an episode on Stranger Things. Uh, if not next week, the week after, just to give me some time to get through it. Yeah, Mike, do you have anything? No. Precinct, watch it on YouTube. Yep, uh, the Precinct Redemption. If you like the kind of movies that we talk about and criticize and like to see us apply our own criticisms to our own movies, uh, watch it. Yep. Uh, audio commentary coming soon? Hopefully, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, like, next yes. month we can get together and do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, audio commentary coming soon. Uh, just want to plug the Cats trailer. Yes. Uh, one more time, go watch it. My most anticipated movie of 2019. Eat it, John Wick, <laughs> is what I gotta say about that. Uh, oh, God. Oh, so man, I'm so excited. Stuff so, nightmares. I... It was something. I have never been closer to wanting to do hallucinogens. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, we're the Jellicle Ball. And not Colin Firth. <laughs>